Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello, and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, a continuation of the Creating Confident Kids series with Linda Dyer joining us today from Australia on wisdom training. Why wisdom training? In her book, You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids, in her chapter on wisdom training and perceptual positions, Linda highlights that wisdom training encourages different perspectives to be voiced. It is one of the best ways to encourage negotiation. It allows each person to empty out and be right. It often leads to greater understanding of others' perspectives. It often leads to new actions and responsibilities, and it combines great techniques with no advice and is more likely to lead to reconciliation. That's empowering. Linda Dyer empowers parents, grandparents, caregivers, teachers, and coaches to empower children. Over 50 years of experience working with children on their own, parent and child combinations, teacher and child combinations worldwide, including Africa, Australia, Jamaica, England. Wisdom training is one of the most well-received pieces of valuable information with favorable outcomes and feedback. A number one international award-winning best-selling author, certified neuro-linguistic programmer, certified NLP trainer, transformational coach, trainer, and master of matrix therapies, registered member of the NLPAA, TEDx speaker, happiness is a choice. Linda was one of 58 people filmed for the secret movie because she applies her material to her own life and healed herself from a debilitating disease. She is a global humanitarian, helping earthquake victims in China and other charitable services around the world. Linda's motto, you can make it happen now. So without further ado, I am pleased and honored to welcome our outstanding guest, Linda Dyer, joining us today from Australia, again, for our continuation on our Creating Confident Kids series. Welcome, Linda. Oh, thank you, Jane. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Yes, and thank you so much for your commitment and dedication. And I would love for you to just give the listeners a, of a, a synopsis of what we've been, uh, what you've been sharing on our show during this series. Um, well, create. Confident Kids is actually an alphabetized book. So I had that much information that one day I just wrote the alphabet down on a piece of paper (laughs) and I went, oh, my gosh, I could fill nearly all of those. (laughs) Um, And a couple of them I looked up in the dictionary, (laughs) like Z or Z, I think you say. But um, 
Yeah, the ones we've been sharing so far are things like how do we communicate more effectively? You know, um, what about eye patterns? What do the eyes tell us? Um, what about rapport? You know, rapport is the essence of everything. If we're not in rapport with the people we're talking to, we're actually out of rapport, which means we're trying to be right. Um, and they're right too. So um, it all leads to a better and more effective communication. And today's is really exciting. It's about wisdom training. It's about what we call perceptual positions mm. or positions so that you see things from a different point of view. We can't wait to dive in. But for our listeners, tell us about a little bit about your inspiration and passion for working with children. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm one of seven children myself, so I guess I've been looking after kids for, <laughs> for all my life. And um, it became a natural thing for me to do. I was a tennis coach. I became a tennis player. And obviously, to earn money, I became a tennis coach in the times I wasn't playing um, and became quite natural at it. I was a soccer coach. I was a cricket coach. Um, I set up sports programs for children in the school holidays uh, as a business, but I was also the activities director of a um, massive children's, well, it was like country children that come down for medical advice and there was over 100 of them and I was in charge of their recreational time. So from three in the afternoon until they went to bed at eight or nine at night um, and all weekend I was in charge of their um, recreation. So they used to call me the Pied Piper. <laughs> I'd have a hundred kids behind me. <laughs> um, I, I remember one lady saying to me on, on a ferry boat in Sydney, I was taking them across on the ferry, <laughs> like, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she said, are they all yours? I said, oh, yes, darling, I've left the rest at home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a wealth of knowledge. And who knew it would lead you to what, what you're doing now? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, so it led me to becoming more involved in recreation and leisure. And that led me to a diploma, which led me to a degrees in America. Um, we were the first Australians to get our university degrees in recreation and leisure from the University of Oregon. And that brought me back to working with children immediately. Um, as I said, being a director of 108 kids. And then um, I, yeah, I went, I became unwell and that led me into learning more about nutrition and that led me into you know um lecturing at TAFE and universities TAFE is a teacher and further education and they gave me programs like because of the work I had done already with children they gave me programs like special populations um and from seniors to children to what have you and I ended up teaching 17 subjects Mm. So, and I loved it. I was like a born teacher. Um, I loved it. The students loved me. I had big classes, um, but I was very practical. It wasn't about, you know, looking in a book and, and getting all your advice from that. It was about experiences. That That's what I was involved in, giving the, the students experiences in, you know, and then coming back with, you know, what worked, what didn't work and, and um, yeah. You know, from my experience, just being, uh, uh, in on one of on your workshop, uh, and, and I always talk about that when we were in Manzanillo because it was so enlightening and empower, uh, empowering. And 
what you do, you do it with such flow. It's practical. You have the expertise. It's very engaging. And you have that sense of humor that gives it a light touch, you know? (laughs) And I really uh, just want to say that, you know, that's really a credit to your service and to your teaching. You make everything joyful. Thank you. And loving. And loving. (laughs) (laughs) Linda, you know, there's so much conflict and people want to be right. They're forcing their opinions and perceptions on others, which inhibits building wholesome relationships. We have parents who believe they're right. They're hardwired in their beliefs, perhaps due to, you know, this is how they were trained or you know, you do as I say. Mm-hmm. And you, your whole focus is really about bringing harmony into relationships, respect and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, just share with us, you know, based on your experience, have you found people to really be open or reluctant or challenge, you know, your approach in terms of looking at, the fact that they're right, they're, they're perceived as being right? Um, look, absolutely. Even in when I was teaching classes, um, I had a, a boy stand up and ask me when I was going to come down to earth. <laughs> oh, my. Hmm. I said, probably never. Um, but he, and then I had other uh, kids in the class that said, can you come and have a look at what I've done in the last 48 hours and show me the massive changes they've made because of the material they took on board. They looked at it from a different point of view. And you see, the mind is so quick. We we can do whatever we want, you know, in the, in the flick of finger. So if we choose to be, dog, you know, dogmatic and and, and think that everything's right and that, you know, us being right is actually like a lack of self-esteem because it's like we've got to be right in order for us to feel good rather than allowing the other person, the child, the partner, to voice their opinion and then using the words, that's interesting, rather than you're right or you're wrong. Like compared to what? Yes. They're right or wrong compared to what? Think about that. Yeah. So that's interesting. I love that statement because it allows you to be able to say, well, that's interesting. And then you have time to process um, a good enough response that says, you know, um, that's an interesting perception. Um, I'd like to think about that for a while uh, rather than, no, you're wrong. You have to do it this way. Yes. Yes. And as you uh, shared in your TEDx talk, happiness is a choice and we want to be happy. What is it? I think it said, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? (laughs) And uh, happiness is a choice. A lot of people are caught up in being self-righteous my way or no way. So uh, I'm, I'm so pleased that you brought that up. Just a simple, that's interesting, can take you to a different view. Because it, that's all it is, a different view. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And Linda, I was so impressed as I was reading your book, and I really recommend it to our listeners, uh, and you'll share more about it. But your NLP technique, based on the philosophy of Gandhi, the mm. triangle of wisdom, I just thought that was really uh, empowering. Can you share a little bit about that technique and how you use it in yeah. working with the 
You're well, once uh, once I, I learned this uh, technique, um, I've actually adapted it for a lot of things. So let me share some of those today because it's um, I find it a very useful technique and one that people, individuals that are listening today um, can go and do by themselves at home and I'll share that a bit, a bit later. But mm. also one of the best ways of using this technique is for negotiation, mm. is for allowing you and allowing others to see things from a different perspective. And so... What you do is you basically put three chairs out. Let's say you've got three chairs in a room. Um, and chair one is what we call associated. In other words, when you sit in this chair or your partner or your child sits in that chair, they are talking about it from their point of view. They are right in the process. That's called associated, associated in the process. And then if you look over to your right, you've got chair number two. Chair number two is disassociated, which means you're seeing it from another person's point of view. So the questions become things like, how do you think your behavior affected that other child? How do you think your behavior uh, does or doesn't work in this family? How do you think your behavior affects our company? Does that make sense? So yes, you're looking so at their behavior how do you think that behavior affects the other person or the company? So it's nothing to do with you now. It's how you affect others. So that's disassociated, so outside of the body. So that's what that one's about. And that's where a lot of aha moments are gathered, right there. Does that have to do with uh, deal with empathy? Because it's like you're putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Is that... Absolutely, here. putting mm -hmm. yourself in the other person's shoes and going, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that the way I acted would have brought that result. Mm. But I can see and I can see how I've affected that person. Hmm. And then they, you know, they really start to think about, you know, what's happening and, you know, they start feeling a bit sorry about what they did, etc. Now, the third chair is, is in the middle of those two chairs, um, a bit further away, is the third chair, and it's actually like facing chair one and two. And that chair is where you go next and you um, ask yourself, so how could I behave differently next time to get a different result? It's that simple. Mm. When that situation arises again, and if you're in a company, that situation is going to arise again. If you're in a family, that situation is going to arise again. If you're at school, that situation is, there's a good chance it's going to happen again. How are you going to handle it differently? And so this is where you come back to you and start having realizations of how and what would you like to do um, to the person that you abuse today? You know, what would you like to do now? And so they come up with all these realizations and you're, you, the coach or the parent or the leader, you're not telling them what to do. They're coming up with everything simply from the questions that come from each chair. Wow. And Linda, what that does, it builds that self-esteem and confidence that you're not being put down, but you matter. Your view matter. 
and yeah. to really see things from another person's perspective, which we many lack, you know, trying to be more self-righteous. Uh, it really, uh, you could see how it uh, damages relationships, shuts down communication, and uh, really, uh, you know, you can't really progress in uh, relationship building or it really looking towards solutions. And I am so grateful for you to share, you know, that aspect of the chairs. And we're going to talk more about it. There's so much we need to know about these techniques that we can, like you indicated, we can use them in our everyday life. You know, if we understand what we're doing in any situation, putting ourselves in these different positions. But we're going to, yes, but we're going to talk more about it when we come back from break. Uh, But now uh, we're ready for a brief break. So to our listeners, don't go away. We will be right back with more on Creating Confident Kids series. Focus today on wisdom training with our outstanding guest, Linda Dyer, joining us from Australia, number one international award-winning best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen. Create Confident Kids. She's a transformational coach, certified NLP trainer, trainer, and master of matrix therapy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Dot com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. 
Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Life, Living in the Spirit of Love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our outstanding guest, Linda Dyer, joining us today from Australia on our series, Creating Confident Kids with a Focus on Wisdom Training. Linda is a number one international best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids. She's a transformational coach, certified neuro-linguistic programmer, NLP trainer, trainer and master of matrix therapist, and we are so pleased to have Linda on our show today. Linda, you're going to really take us through some training techniques, stories, so take it away. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jean. Um, yes, there's three amazing examples that I've thought of that may interest the, the, the clients out there. The people out there, because one's with a family, um, we had a small boy that was upsetting the whole house and um, and the mother was at tether with him and she was ended up in tears be, you know, every day after he went to school because of the way things would go in the family. And I happened to be coaching him at the time. And so one day I did this triangle of wisdom and I um, got him to sit in one chair. Now, when... He's in one chair. I would ask the question, the first, the, the first chair, um, what is 
you know, what's the problem? What's going on for you that has created this behaviour that's continual every morning where you're, you know, either bashing your sister up or arguing or creating havoc in the house? You tell me what's going on for you. And then you let them speak. And they, as I said, that's associated. They speak about what it is like for them. And you go, okay, that's great. Now, in this, one thing I didn't add before is we also use what we call the hierarchy of ideas. The hierarchy of ideas is where you can chunk, what they call chunk somebody up or chunk somebody down. That means when they talk, you can ask a simple question like, oh, okay, and what was the purpose of that? So you do this behavior to your sister. Oh, okay, and what's the purpose of that? (laughs) And the purpose of that? And what specifically do you do with your sister that you think annoys her? And they get to the specific. So it's down or up. And um, I use my thumb because my thumb is when I'm chunking somebody up, I'll say, what's the purpose of that? Because there's a purpose for everything we do. And there's a, per- there's a specific, what specifically um, allows the client to get more specific about what's going on. And all of a sudden, everything becomes clearer in their explanation. So when the child has emptied out in that chair, I'll then say, okay, why don't you go and sit in chair number B or two? And then I'll ask the question to think about what do you think your behavior was like for your sister and for your mother who's here every morning? What do you think it's like for them? And he was really honest. Um, He said, oh, well, it disrupts the whole house. And and basically, he realized that he was doing it for attention. Um, And, you know, he could do other things in that time, like pack his bag for school or like do this or like do that. And that he felt bad that his mother was upset when he, after he left for school, he was bad. He felt bad that his sister was quite often in tears rather than being a friend to him. Um, and that was like a big real, it was like an aha moment. Um, and so he got this aha moment that, you know, it wasn't just about him. So it affected the whole house. And so then we put him in chair number three. And in chair number three, I just said, um, so now that you've seen both sides of the disagreement, uh, what do you think? could be the course of action now well how do you think you could behave differently to maybe get a different result when you're at home here in the, especially in the mornings and we came up with an idea that I do what they call anchoring which I've done on the show before with, where you get a whole lot of positive things like a day I'm happy a time I'm confident uh, a time that I'm um, in I feel innovative a time that I'm enthused whatever and you press it on your on your knuckle. And we got him to anchor a whole pile of lovely positive things that he could put on his knuckle so that when he felt like he was going to disrupt the family, he could just press that knuckle and change the whole way of his thinking. Um, and he came out with his mother had her mouth open. She stood there. <laughs> <laughs> She stood there with her mouth open because she couldn't believe what was coming out of his mouth. Are, are they wonderful. all Linda? Are they all sitting around, or do you work with them? How does no, that happen? Um, the mother asked permission for okay. for her to be in on it because he was a young boy, and I obviously gave her the permission. 
Okay. Um, and, and the irony of it was that when he went to school and I spoke to the mother, it turned out that um, it wasn't just all his problem. The mother saw her mother in his behaviour. Mm. So you can see what's going on here. She's not seeing him as the child because I'm, I'm thinking, who's the parent here? Someone's got to be a parent, you know. Um, he's running the whole house with his with his behaviour, and so she actually then said to me, um, "I said, because as a coach, you pick these things up." And I said, "Who does that? Who does your son remind you of?" And she said, "My mother. She treated me exactly the same way. Was yelling and screaming and abusing and." And I said, "Ah, oh, it's mm. interesting." I said, "So, do you think it would be good for you?" to do a session on maybe clearing your mother and that behaviour so that you don't see your son as her, you see your son as him and you can then approach things differently yourself. So do you see out of this one wisdom training, we got a whole bunch of things done and that family went away on a beautiful holiday <laughs> together. Um, he came off his ADHD medication, which... Um, and, and she put him onto nutrition. She didn't see him as her mother anymore. Um, and, you know, they I, I don't coach people for a long time. I coach people for a short time until they can work things out for themselves. And it's beautiful. It was a beautiful. Yes. There's a, there were some points for consideration kind of related to, to this particular um, story you're, you're sharing with us, that children may take a parent's position unconsciously, and they can also pick up parents' unresolved emotions. Yes. So in the womb, a child, even a baby, so let's say you're having a bad time when you're pregnant <clears throat> and somebody dies in the family and you go to a funeral and you don't realise that that baby, especially if they're a kinesthetic baby, a touchy-feely baby, they can pick up your emotions and they can come out as a sad child. And they can grow up as a sad child and they don't know why, but they're carrying your emotion. And that's the that's the the essence of what some of us do. And also as a child, you know, I used to feel for my mother because she had seven children. I used to feel for her all the time. And so I became a leader, if you will, um, very early in my childhood. I remember trying to do the washing and getting my fingers caught in the in the, in the washing machine thing because I was trying to help my mother, like, you know, because she had so much that she had to deal with, um, you know, or, or help her. We all end, ended up having to clean a particular part of the house. But some children can actually take on their parents' emotions to see if they can take that away from the parent. Mm. And, and so, but what this mother was doing was believing that her child was just a reprint of her mother. And she was, you know, she it was for her, it was like in, in our neurons and dendrites in the brain, we have a pattern of behaviour. And in her neurons and dendrites, it was one of the patterns. And now it's being done by her son, but it was done by her mother before that. So that same pattern that created her anger or created her feeling less than kept coming up. And so through this process, we worked it all out. And not only did we help the boy 
changed tremendously and put him onto some magnesium for his bath and and help him calm down and and he decided he could play piano and he could pack bags and he could do other things besides annoy his sister but we um, also allowed the mother to clear away the detriments of what she was holding around her mother and that association she had with the child oh that's beautiful you know, because we become hardwired, right, in habitual ways of being, uh, 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 doing things and responding. And a lot of times we're not aware of uh, where it originated <laughs> or, uh, uh, as you indicated, the child was reminding the mother of how she was treated by her mother. And she kind of accepted it, right? I mean, she she felt helpless, rather, huh? And and she would yell at him like she would yell back at her mother. And same, it wasn't, same it wasn't him. Yeah, it wasn't him. It was her mother she was yelling at. So that's where I, as the coach, will come in and say, who does he remind you of? I've even done it with a lady that was yelling at me once. And in the end, I went, oh, this is not about me. I waited for her to finish. And I said, who do I remind you of right now? <laughs> and she go, and she went, my my mother. I said, oh, mm-hmm. do you think we should do a little clearing around your mum? <laughs> yes. And, you know, as a child, she was treated really badly by her mum. And all I had done was say to her, it's not very nice for you to come late to class three days in a row. But for her, all she could see is you don't measure up, you don't, you know, and she could see her mother yelling at her um, and taking it to a different perception. So it was really interesting. Mm. Um Another really good one that I did here was in a company where a, a father had told his daughter that she could run the company in two years, you know. And so I was already coaching the daughter. And then one day I got a phone call and she said, you, you've got to come over here now. And she was crying her eyes out. And it was on a weekend. And I, I'm in the car driving over there thinking, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then it all dawned on me and I got there and I said, set out three chairs. And I put her in the chair first and I said, what do you think it's like for you working in that company with your father? And she voiced her opinion. Yeah, he told me I could have the company in two years and I want it to go global and off she went. I said, okay, great. Please move over to the second chair. And I sat dad down the head of the company, in the first chair. I said, okay, so what is it like for you in the company? Oh, my God, he said, I'm working with um, my daughters uh, who think they can take over, but they haven't even met the staff. And they just want to turn it global and do this and do that. But without the staff, it's taken me 15 years to um, love these people. They've been with me 15 years. Why? And I, I just think if I give it to my daughters, they're going to wreck everything in a couple of years, if, if be even before that. And, and, I, and then I said, then what else has happened? He had already put money in a bank account, like half a million, for his daughters to buy their own house. And I said, so you want your daughters to have all this responsibility in running your company, but you don't give them any responsibility. Mm. That's interesting. Um, I said, it turned out he was paying their fees if they got into trouble on the road with the cops. He would just pay it. He was paying their rent. And I said, so what part of responsibility are you doing with them 
<laughs> that will allow them in any way, shape or form to run a company. Mm-hmm. And he had the biggest aha moment. By the time we went round to the second the second um, chair and he said, you know, what do you think it's like for your daughter, for you to say you're going to hand her the company and you don't and dirt, 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 and what do you think it's like for your daughter to pay everything for her and yet still want her to be responsible? Well, ah-ha-ha, uh-huh, crying and aha uh-huh moments, the whole thing. Well, do you know, in the end, he worked out from this that he needed to go and sit in her office and teach her how to run the company. She worked out that she needs to go and meet the staff and she would meet two staff members and really get to know them every second day. And then she would. Um, she went straight to the pay office and told them not to pay her rent anymore and not to pay her fees if she gets into trouble on the road for speeding, etc. <laughs> that she wants to be responsible for her world now. Mm, what a Thing, great outcome! Yeah, Go ahead. It changed tremendously. And he said to me, "This is the best coaching I've ever had." And he had never um, embraced really the idea of coaching. He, you think, you see, we think maybe sometimes we can buy our children. That if we buy them that car or if we buy them that opportunity, that's going to be good for them. Maybe it enables them to be less responsible. Hmm. Maybe they need to go through something not working in order to see how they could work out how to make it work. And it seems like they were interested in becoming more involved in the business, but he uh, really kind of had that control, (laughs) you know, and uh, wouldn't release it to provide them with the opportunities uh, to be a part of the business. That is a great outcome. Uh, And your work with the family, uh, so you're you're working with children, you're working with adult uh, children, and uh, so many different arrangements and combinations. And Uh, I think another one that was really outstanding, um, if we've got time, is a couple. Uh, Okay, well, let's just kind of hold that one because I think we're up for a commercial break. Uh, So, gosh, this is just wonderful. Stay tuned, uh, listeners, for more in this fantastic series with our amazing guest, Linda Dyer, joining us today from Australia on our series, Creating Confident Kids, with a focus today on wisdom training. Linda's a number one international award-winning, best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids, highly recommended. She's a transformational coach, certified NLP trainer, trainer, and master of matrix therapy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group, 
that is devoted to heart-centred connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascent Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. And if you're just joining us, we're with our 
outstanding guest, Linda Dyer, joining us from Australia on our series, Creating Confident Kids, with a focus today on wisdom training. Linda is a number one award-winning international best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids. Linda's a transformational coach, certified NLP trainer, master of matrix therapies. And Linda, uh, thank you so much for sharing these techniques and your stories of these positive outcomes. And I believe before break, you had another uh, story uh, you want to share in your work with your clients. Sure. Happy to, Jean. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I've, I've shared an example of a mother and a son. I've shared an example of people in a company or a business um, because this is a brilliant negotiation tool. This is about people working it out themselves rather than you, you know, thinking what's right and what's wrong. Um, and in this particular situation, I did it in – I do a lot of couples coaching – and this couple were literally about to break up. And I said, well, look, um, I was doing some training and coaching with them. And I said, why don't we do um, this wisdom training? And I showed them what to do. And I put him in the first chair and said, what is it like for you to be in this relationship? And he was honest and open and off he went. And she's standing there with her mouth open because she's thinking, you know, she's the one that's right and this, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And then he goes over to chair number two and she comes into chair number one. And I said, okay, what's it like for you to be in this relationship? Um, And she voices her opinion and he's got his head down and, you know, because some of these guys, they haven't told each other this. It's Mm -hmm. just all coming out now. You know, it's like we don't communicate effectively in many, many ways. And so this allowed them both to really, you know, um, voice their opinion. And then in the second chair, I said to him, so what do you think it's like for this family the way you behave? What do you think it's like for your daughters? What do you think it's like for your wife that now you've taken on two jobs that you're focused only on the money? All the things that he said, you can't make up stuff. It's just about what he said, etc. cetera. Um, and then he would voice his opinion, etc. And then the same with her. I put her in the second chair uh, what do you think it's like for this family, the way you treat um, your husband, your children, yourself, all the time you have in your business, dirt, alert, alert. And then they both sat in the third chair and talked about how they could do things differently. And they're still together to this day. Mm, and she's running a very successful business. And, um, and yeah, I just noticed on Facebook. I mean, she's an amazing lady. I love it a bit. Um, and her business is booming and, you know, their relationship's going really super well. So that's what this can do. It really allows people to voice out what's really going on, bring up the truth and voice it, and then work out together how you can do things differently. Um, how powerful is that? I think if there's still love there, then everything's possible. And Linda, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, and Mm -hmm. uh, what your technique does is to, it it really opens up this awareness. What Mm -hmm. I found so intriguing is learning about yourself and being open to new choices and getting out of these just faulty beliefs and old habits and patterns of behaving 
that does not bring happiness or satisfaction to yourself and others. Mm -hmm. And I think based on what you're sharing, uh, to me, when it feels good and it works, uh, it it, it becomes like your natural state of being. You know, uh, you're more, you know, like you're saying, it it enhances the the rapport. I mean, you can't get any better than that, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, to get, to find out, like for me to find out what's going on when I'm working with some people and specifically children, there's some games you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, you can to find out what's really going on for the child. Um, let's say I've got an idea or they've mentioned that they're having trouble with a teacher or they're having trouble with a particular parent or there's an abuse happening, whether it's verbal, whether it's sexual, whether it's physical emotional but the way you can bring this up is you can actually play a game with your child and you can say things like I spy with my little eyes something beginning with and you can talk about things like I spy from my dad's eye and you say to them it's like you're an aeroplane looking over the top and you're looking down and here you are spying from your dad's perspective perception or your dad's eye what do you think um he's doing or he's saying and all of a sudden the child will voice out what's really going on with him and the father hmm, that's lovely. Or what's what well what's really going on and you start getting the truth about wonderful things but also abusive things mm. and you start getting the truth about fearful things and you start getting the truth about you know, um, dogmatic behavior or controlling behavior or, you know, whatever it is, you the child will tell you what's really going on from dad's point of view. So mm-hmm. it allows the child to think about, to tell you what they think it's like from dad's eye. Mm. That, I read that in your book and I thought this is really fantastic because it assists the child to bring out their perception of others, the I spy, <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that's really lovely and really seeing things from another's view. And you also had another, how would I behave if I was the teacher, if I was yes. the mom? Can you share a little bit about that? So let's, let's say you put yourself in that other chair and you say, so if you were the teacher or if you were the father, how would you behave? and get the child to talk about what they thought they wanted from that teacher. So a child may not be learning well at school and they're coming home and they blame the teacher. Now, remember, we've talked about this before. Yes. The minute we blame anybody or anything, we've lost our power. We lose our personal power through blaming because I blame, in other words, I put all my my life is run by that, the weather, the grass, the the teacher, the whatever. My life presently is run by that because I'm blaming them for the way I feel. Rather than with this process, um, if I was a teacher, I would behave as if I, and then this. So maybe the child is telling you how they would like the teacher to behave rather than because, um, I mean, teachers have got, what, 35, 40 children in the classroom and you're one little insignificant number to them in many ways. Um, yes. So how would you have liked that teacher to behave? 
I remember a father coming up to me and saying, I don't know how you haven't kicked my son out of your sports camps. He's been kicked out of seven schools. I said, what the? I said, um, I said, maybe the teachers don't get your son. I think your son's amazing. I see your son in a whole different light. I said, but I said, teachers have a lot of children to look after. And I think we just need to do an eye pattern change on your son. And if I can show you how to do that, um, then, you know, it's going to be a different world because your son's not answering to the teacher when the teacher wants an answer because your son's looking in the wrong filing cabinet, which is what we covered in our last show. So it was a very, very wonderful example because I said to the man, I said, I bet you're left-handed. And he said, how do you know that? And I said, because your son has copied your your eye patterns. So there's little things like this, you know, like, you know, if I was my dad, what would I do? I'd understand me more. I would speak, um, you know, not so aggressively. I wouldn't hit me. I wouldn't. Does that make sense? Yes. So the child's actually saying actually what's going on, but also how they would like to be treated differently. And you create a safe space for this to happen. Yes. Which I attribute to your essence and your energy because you, when you think about the conflict and the stress and, you know, the blaming and then here you walk into a situation where everything is in chaos and turmoil and your energy and how you operate and how you are being to me makes a difference and enable people to really exercise these techniques you're presenting. Oh, thank you. Yes, I think when you're calm and yet, because I've been doing this for 5,000 years, it's like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not quite the that. The Pied Piper, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, that's, and that's true, Jean. Um, it's about, um, you know, the learnings through the experience. It's not just what I've learned by by doing a master's degree or by mm -hmm. being a master trainer because I've done all that work or working with Bob Proctor until I became his number one facilitator, whatever. It's about the experiences I've had, how all the things I learned from being in charge of 108 kids, they taught me so much. Um, yes. And then being in charge of all those classes at university, I think the teacher learns the most. Yes. Um, and the students teach us so much. Um, and I remember my dad saying to my mum, now that your seventh child has gone to school, do you want to go um, to college or learn something? She said, no, I'm going to let my, my kids teach me. I went, wow. Yes, yes. And she's always, mm -hmm. she always did that. She loved that we went off and did uni and whatever we did, and she would ask us all these questions. And she learned a lot about from us you know, about the way we behaved just by being able to express that. Wonderful. This is just uh, just amazing. Linda, I know your, your last chapter, uh, I think it was your last chapter, you said love is the answer. Is there a point you'd like to highlight before we close out and sh share how listeners can connect with you and learn more about your services? 
You know what? There was um, an article written in a magazine in a country town that I was working in, and I just could not take my eyes away from it. And I've I've also seen this same sort of scenario when I was in okay. Uganda, Africa, okay. where a mother's love or a father's love okay. is so deep for their child mm-hmm. that, okay. like, in one instance, the mm-hmm. child was autistic, mm-hmm. and at no time was this mother going to put this child into a special intelligence class or a special this or a special anything. And so she would ask the child all these Mm -hmm. wonderful questions about what he wanted. And in the end, she bought him a telescope Mm -hmm. and he, um, he at the age, you know, at a very young age, was solving scientific problems like Einstein. Well, that is just amazing. So, Linda, how can the listeners uh, connect with you and uh, really go deeper with your work? Look, if they email me at Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, at Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, dash, Dyer, D-Y-E-R, dot com. And that's also my website, okay. Linda Dyer, dot, Linda dash Dyer dot com. They'll be able to see what I do. But if they email me, I'm happy to offer them a free coaching by Zoom. Um, I do a lot of training and coaching. I'm coaching uh, at the moment, an overseas gentleman. So, and his wife is having a baby. So he's got all these wonderful things to learn. All right. Well, Linda, this has been a fantastic show. And I really appreciate your dedication and commitment to be on the show for this most valuable series. And I invite listeners to tune in. Uh, on demand and share our show with others. So thank you so much for being here. It's my absolute pleasure, Jean. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, thank you so much. So for our listeners, be open to learning new approaches to become self-empowered and empower children. Go deeper with Linda to learn more about these outstanding strategies and techniques. Strengthen and embody the practice of love in your life. By accessing my weekly love practice exercises posted on the blog pages of my website, JeanFerrisJourney.com and JeanMarieFerrisConsciousLoving.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. I close out with Linda's empowering motto, you can make it happen now. Need I say more? I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.